Uticast, episode number 10. Feels like an anniversary. It does. It does. Thank you to all the new people coming and listening. Thank you to everybody who came from the OD, from WKTV, and all the people who join us every week. Glad to have you back. It's it's really exciting to have everybody here. Good show this week. Exciting show. Exciting interview. Mark Pierce. We got a lot of people. We got a lot of people, but Mark Pierce, very exciting. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Let's not delay. Uticast. Let's do it. This week hasn't been a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff happening. I didn't think we always joke around like, oh, hey, thanks to both listeners that come back and listen. But apparently people are paying a little bit of attention. Yeah. Seems um, like a lot. So we felt like episode 10, good time to stop for a minute and thank a lot of people who have done a lot of really good work for us so far. And we appreciate all their help. It's true. Overwhelming support yeah. from a lot of people. Yeah, it's been really nice. I always joke around that when uh, when new stuff happens... The haters tend to come out first, right? Really early on. Like that, those are the people. Tend, it's true. It's true. The trolls are out generally right off the bat. But um, we've been very lucky, and uh, most everyone who's reached out to us has been very supportive. A lot of people saw the nice yeah, things. It's been really nice. Uh, but I do want to shout out specifically uh, Phil Vano at the OD. Uh, Phil Vano started an avalanche. Started an avalanche, Phil Vano, and we wanted to thank him again for his really nice article about us that really, um, you know, I yeah. guess got people talking a little bit. Also, uh, Rachel Murphy from WKTV. Yes, Rachel Murphy, who was a delight. She was a delight. She was <laughs> kind of a <laughs> delightful person. She put up with us in the she studio did. for a while. In a studio that we're very comfortable being in. It's tough That's to true. come into the, the studio and... and like, I uh, don't want to hear the audio from that beer. No, I'll say no. that. Uh, so we wanted to thank you all. Uh, also, a, a lot of people who we reach out to all the time who have been very supportive of us, not just being on the show, but have done a lot of good work for us. Uh, Kate Miller. Yes. Uh, at Kate Miller CNY. Thank you for all your great work. Uh, she, Read them just the Twitter names. Just give them everybody's Twitter names. Guess who it is. Yeah, at Kate Miller CNY. At, uh, it's, I don't remember Ryan Miller's. It's at Ryan Z Miller. Is that Fine, Ryan is? Miller. He's a good Twitter friend. Ryan Miller. He's been really great to us. Uh, Phil Farda, who we had such a nice time with last week. Phil can come back anytime. I, Phil I like can take Phil my so job. Much. I'll leave the podcast if Phil wants my job. Uh, at at Tim Tram, Tim Tram. Thanks One for of my all. The, thanks for all the Jenny Cremails. And uh, I gotta thank Mr. Maiden Utica himself. At Maiden Utica, Justin Parkinson's been very helpful to the show. That's true. He. Uh, so I want to thank everybody who's uh, who's been so supportive and who's helped to keep people uh, excited and keep the word out there and that's really great it's crazy because I'm, I'm overwhelmed with love from all the people who have been supporting the podcast it's been a good weekend for love I went to my cousin's wedding yep I did want to shout out congratulations to Colin and Chrissy yeah, yeah. both listened to the podcast said very nice things to me went to the wedding it was wonderful good luck in the future and uh, everybody else has been reaching out so nice that you're listening uh, and I do want to approach two things about the about the show going forward uh, we got a lot of people who reached out to us with really awesome stories that they wanted to share with us and a lot of people who want to be involved and we think that's awesome and for everyone who's contacted us uh we're gonna do our best to keep try and get it might take us some time yeah, to keep coming we're we'd be uh you know i i'm gonna use this later on this phrase in our interview with mark i don't like to pull back the curtain too much um with what we do here uh but it's really been appreciated um i lost my train of thought i lost it kev I lost what I was going to you know, say. You'll, you'll make it back. It's fine. I mean, There's a lot of stuff. It's like you um, said, overwhelming. So for everyone, it's overwhelming. So for everyone, <laughs> so, overwhelmed, so for everyone, um, up in the studio. It's been it's been nice. So for everyone, we're gonna try and get to as many people as you can. We're sort of learning this. This happened very very quickly. We did not think. That's what I was gonna say. We did not think that by ten episodes in, this support was gonna be this great. And it, I didn't it, think anyone would no, listen at all. No, I really really didn't. And it's it just makes me think that we uh, need to keep the quality of work. As high as we can, well, despite this, the huge then this segment, this segment that buried me <laughs> into the basement. Besides that, uh, we're going to try and keep doing our best work. Uh, we're so glad that people have been supportive. Uh, I don't want to keep going on too long. Oh, uh, and for other people, um, I've been, had a lot of people ask me about the episodes on SoundCloud that are not there anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were about three episodes that are not on the SoundCloud anymore. Uh, that's something I'm addressing at the moment. The way SoundCloud works, I only have a limited amount of space to post these episodes. So every time I post a new episode, for now, I have to delete an old episode. Within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to fix that, and all the episodes that are not there will be added back onto the uh, SoundCloud page and the iTunes. So I hope you go back and listen to some of the early stuff with Utica Bread uh, and Kate Miller and uh, Kate Riley and Sarah Foster from Catalyst Group and even the pilot all episode. The They're all very good, and um, it's worth listening to if you haven't had a chance to. It's I didn't, good, you know, stuff. when we started the SoundCloud, I did not think that it would be enough of an issue that anybody cared they couldn't get old episodes. It's a good problem to have. SoundCloud was in the news. They got, like, sued this week. Did actually. they really? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it was just <laughs> it's, an ominous, it's an ominous week for SoundCloud. For well, me. listen, we're going to get the old stuff up, but for right now, we've got episode 10, good show coming up. I see Erin Higgins coming in the green room. She's going to be in here yes, the next segment. very excited. So and we're waiting on D. Piersma, Mark Piersma, later today. Very excited. We'll be right back. Very, very proud of you. Thank you. I attended the uh, the Comedy Cup uh, on Saturday, mm-hmm. and you came in fifth place. I don't know if we're discussing the places. I came in fifth place. place, place. Own, I'm owning it. I'm very proud of you. I Thank think you. you did excellent. I Thank think you, you opened the show well. Thank you. You put a high bar for people to... I did not bomb. Did not bomb. I wish I wish that I could have gone. I had to go to you know that family wedding this weekend, so I couldn't go to it, but I'm glad that you did it on Periscope from the Udcast account. Yes. Because I got to see a lot of the people that you had on there. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if I was supposed to, but if you folks would like to see Aaron's performance, which you should, along with the performances of our former guest Chris Mandry, uh, performances of former guest Phil Farda, and uh, and his co-host Will Phillips. I have all of those on there, and you can watch all of those in our Periscope at Udicast for all fifteen people who are aware of what Periscope is. We must be up to 15 now. It's getting there. We're getting there. Um, Aaron, how do you feel, though? Did you feel good? You know what? I was so nervous going into it um, when I showed up. Before that, I wasn't really nervous. I hadn't really thought about it. I showed up. I started, like, really starting to panic. And uh, I did my bit, and it came off pretty well. And uh, I was was really happy with it. You know what? That's what it comes down to, is that I was really, really happy with the way it came out. Were you surprised by how many people were there? No. I heard the turnout was amazing. Was, I heard there were tons of people there. I was surprised that it was a turnout for, like that, but at the same time, I wasn't because it's becoming such a huge thing, and Phil is such a great. Oh, he's great at, at this. At this, it makes me stuff. happy because I've known I've known Phil Farda for a long time, and he's been working real hard to make comedy be a thing. And it's nice to see him, you know, getting some traction, really building something. You know, and it's awesome to see it. I'm like happy for my friend that his. The goal he worked so hard towards, he's starting to come to fruition a little bit now. That's, I think, was my favorite part of the whole night, was seeing how happy Phil was mm-hmm. with the uh, whole turnout and with the way it went down. And can I say, uh, you know, no offense to anybody else in the show, but the real winner of the Comedy Cup is Phil Farda. He might be oh, yeah, one of the most <laughs> naturally, like, effervescently funny guys. He was, his MC work the whole night was, was top-notch. <laughs> he I, was very silly. I liked him. Um, the winner of the Comedy Cup, Joshua Staley, who we just friended, on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. I used to work with Josh, and I remember he used to talk about how he wanted to get into stand-up a couple years ago, and it's crazy that he went out and got good enough and won. It's pretty cool. He uh, he was very, very good. I was very... I had no basis for what he was going to be like on stage. Mm-hmm. No idea who he was. He was very, very... Now, how many people were in it? There were 11. 11. 11. There was one pullout. That's a good number, though, because you get a lot of people, but it's not overwhelming where you have to sit through 25 different people. You're there exactly. for seven hours. Exactly. It was a nice time. It was... Uh, like you said, it wasn't seven hours long. It wasn't, mm-hmm. and everybody that went up was really talented, and they nobody bombed, nobody did anything wildly uh, inappropriate. That sort of garnered. My money well, was on you for doing something wildly inappropriate. No, I, I wore a bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the truth: that there, was, there was there was one guy who got a mixed crowd reaction. Yeah. I do want to talk about it, and, yeah. um, and I think. The, it, I was intrigued. I was intrigued by this guy. His name, I want to say, was Bin Hameen, and he was basically playing the Iron Sheik. I from think, wrestling? Yeah, from wrestling. Yes. Now I think that's awesome. It's important to know this guy is a an actual professional wrestler. 
he wrestles for two CW, really? yeah, for two CW and CZW and a bunch of the indie promotions. I like that. Nobody but you has ever. Nobody's heard of ever heard of me. <laughs> but I'm aware of this guy, and you know, if you didn't know it, you should have noticed by his boots, which had pictures of his face on them, like wrestling boots, which were amazing. Very I like to think he wears um, those to Walgreens but, at like oh, yeah. noon on a Saturday. He, he came out and did like a. He had the full turban on, and he was doing the whole like Iron Sheik style, like pro Middle East anti USA shtick, mm-hmm. and the. The crowd Ooh, did I, not. I, I can imagine that would get a split. Well, reaction. you know, I think the issue was that he came out and he was he was really strong, and the character was very well put together, and I gave him a lot of credit for that. But it, you know, part of comedy is knowing your audience, and this audience was not his audience. And I think that that seems like you know I didn't get to see his performance, but that seems like the type of thing that if you don't know like the Iron Sheet character from wrestling, and you're not in on the joke, you're just going to be like, who the hell is this guy, and what is he doing? Yeah. He did get, uh, he did, uh, I, was... I walked out of it because I needed to get changed out of my bridesmaid's dress. But yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to wear it the whole night? I didn't want to wear it the rest of the night, but, because he went up right after I did. So he, um, he did have one joke that went over very poorly um, about 9-11, you know what? I'm going to get a lot of flack. I actually thought it was kind of funny. I didn't I'm, hear I'm it. I'm sorry. I didn't hear it. You know I... what? It was a knock-knock joke. And this is the thing. I'm not going to say it. But uh, it was a knock-knock joke, and the crowd was so scared that nobody replied back for the second crowd call. It's like, knock-knock. Who's there? Blank. Uh, yeah. Dead silence. And it just it didn't work. I got what he was going for. I, I like wrestling. I like heels. I understood You're the right. joke. You are right what you say about knowing your audience, though. Like, yeah, there's a lot wasn't... of, you know... It was teachers and moms. Yeah, that's the and thing. If you've got a lot of older folks like that, they're not going to play as well to the more extreme humor and the stuff like that. It's just not going to go over. His character was very strong, yeah. very use, polarizing. To use one of those new uh, Oxford English Dictionary words, I give him credit. He never broke kayfabe. He was in that character almost every time I saw him. He never, he never got away from it. And I you told it was me he was he was offering uh, slaps to the face yes. for five dollars slaps to the face. I was over. I was saying the same. If we're That's ever so in a band again and we go on tour at our merch booth, we are absolutely offering five dollars slaps to the face. Well, that, that <laughs> he came over and was um, was talking to the group of girls that I was with. It was Katie and Sarah and Jordan, and, and he was offering like. What, he was like, who was going to be my next wife? And he was trying to talk to us about where he was going, like, you know, being a next wife. And I got up on stage at the very end when Phil called everybody up, and he came over and put his hands in front of my face and was like, women are not allowed to talk. And, like, <laughs> he was in it. Man. I mean, he was... Higgins, that might be your guy. I don't know. That should do that like might a, be your husband. That he might be wife. Mr. Higgins. He had a wife in Comedy the tag team. Yeah, he you. thinking it was many... Like young white liberal American female mm-hmm. versus the Iron Sheik as a comedy team. I think that's that's gold right there. Gold, Jerry. I probably gold. You're, you're this close to turning into SummerSlam again. I'm into it. <laughs> um, so if you want to follow uh, anything about the comedy, uh, we always recommend our good friend uh, Phil Farda at Laugh Farda on Twitter. Also, you can follow the Comedy Cup champion Josh Daly at J Staley Comedy, and of course the champion of my heart, Aaron Higgins at Aaron underscore New underscore shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself is a joke. Yeah. So let's, uh, before we move on, I do want to uh, mention another wonderful Maiden Utica article by our good friend of the pod, Kate Miller, CNY. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a wonderful article about the Utica Zoo this week. I got to say, ever since we started, we pitched the idea to Kate Miller when we were like, hey, you know, you should write every week and put something on Maiden Utica from your perspective. It's unique. She goes above and beyond, and she's always submitting, always involved in the process. Yeah, every week, great. you know, it's going to be there. She does a great job. And we are very thankful to have her because having people to do content like that helps quite a bit when it comes to putting out the website every week, so to speak. Yeah, and she's uh, she's so like uh, bubbly and effervescent. She's a very exciting <laughs> person. Uh, but she wrote an excellent article about the zoo. I didn't know this. This is a fact I learned from this article. Do you know that the zoo, uh, the early origins of the Thomas Proctor donated the land in like 1909. Yeah, they, they well, they have a sign when you go in there that says established, I want to say 1912. That's crazy. Or something like that. It's 19-teen somewhere. I don't know that. I have to go look. Last time I was there, I was wine in the wilderness, so I wasn't reading. You don't really you know. notice the scenery much of wine in the wilderness. When we went there, we were there last week. We went for a cancer benefit for this four-year-old little boy named Johnny, I think was his name. Nice and it was so nice to see all the people there, but it was just, you know, raise money for his family. This kid's done 40 straight weeks of chemo. He's four years old. And it was this big superhero thing, and we got to walk around the zoo a little bit, and it was it was cool to see. There's a lot of fun stuff. They have a baby hyena, which I want to get as yep. a pet. Yep. If I can keep it the same size forever, because it was already getting a little nippy with the trainer and like reverting back to African wild animal. <laughs> 
I wanted to touch that baby so hard. Mike Beck, <laughs> you know, friend of the, friend oh, of the no, friend of the podcast, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Mike Beck, who works at the zoo, um, would send me pictures of him like holding the baby hyena. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go in there and, like, squish its yeah. little face. We saw the trainer sort of feeding it. And you could tell that the trainer was getting a little bit like, oh, right. Uh, this thing is biting yeah, it me was, It was She's getting big. And they were, the trainer was trying to wave a toy at it. And, like, it would throw a toy. And the hyena would just look at it and then try to chomp on the trainer's hand. And the trainer's yes. like, all right, no, no. Never mind. Highly rambling. And the red pandas. The baby yeah. red pandas. I don't think they're out for viewing yet. Maybe the adult red pandas. He was out there the rambling. The babies. There's, the there's a lot babies. more. What it is, there's a lot more animals than you would expect there. Oh, yeah, my God, you really yes. go look around. There's yeah, there stuff. are. There's a ton of stuff there. Here's my personal favorite is those big turtles. I like big tortoises. and he's, I think a giant turtle is a cool animal. They got those three big giant tortoises. Yeah, they do. I'm for it. They didn't move the whole time. I thought they were cool. They were right there. You could, like, touch them. I, of course, uh, love the goats where you can go and just squeeze their little heads. They're so stinking cute. Well, so if you want to support the Utica Zoo, here's some upcoming events. Uh, September 12th, there is a free event, the NYPA Wildlife Fest. You know what? And everybody, anytime you get a chance, everybody should go support the zoo because mm-hmm. we are lucky to have a zoo here Hell in yeah. our city. Hell yeah. And it's not going to stay open if people don't go. And I get that, you know, you've gone to see the animals. You think maybe because you're an adult, you don't have kids, whatever. Everybody should go. You'll have a good afternoon. Go to the zoo all the time. Support them any way you can. And... Coming up, October 23rd weekend, my favorite Utica Zoo event. Spooktacular. Spooktacular. You know, I worked in the Spooktacular one year? Yeah. I, I did. remember that when we were young. Yes. We were very young. Worked in the Spooktacular. I was Freddy Krueger in the haunted house. Nope. I scared nope. a lot of children. No, I don't do spooky things. No. Good stuff. Nope. Speaking of Freddy Krueger, we lost Wes Craven this week. Very we sad. We did lose Wes Craven. Completely off the script. We were going to talk about it. No, I wasn't going to talk about it. I love horror movies. Like, I'm a big, scary movie guy. And Wes Craven, a lot of, lot of hits. Last House on the Left. Hills have eyes. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Scream. The like, people under the stairs. People under the stairs, oh. man. People the whole the Scream stairs. trilogy. I was All of so terrified of Freddy Krueger as a kid. This is a real short story. My cousin played the worst prank on me of all time when I was a kid. I was eight years old. We were camping. He <laughs> I took, can't see this going okay, well. He took a cassette tape and uh. brought it inside the house and recorded two minutes of dead air and then the sound of a bunch of stuff getting knocked over and then him going, Sammy, it's Freddy Krueger. I'm coming to get you. Okay, and you know what? I, I, so, wait, wait. so he comes back outside. He puts play on the, on, the, on, the, on the thing, puts it in the porch, comes back outside, and then two minutes later, this sound comes emanating out of the house at full blast. Uh, horrifying. Meanest prank anyone's ever pulled on me. I was... Traumatized. I actually have a funny story about being scared of Freddy Krueger when you were a kid. I remember when I was very young, I must have been maybe four or five when the movies were popular, and somebody for Christmas, my birthday or something, who got me a present, they got me the Freddy Krueger glove oh, that put on with the claws. Mm. And I got it at that age, and I was so scared of this glove, because I had seen the movies. The glove's mm-hmm. going to come alive, come up to my room. Yep. I used to make a point. It had to be buried at the bottom of my toy box under everything that I owned, or else it was going to come out and get me. And I would hide it around the house. I was that scared this glove was going to come to life. I hated it. But the caveat to that was my parents would always see me carrying it around the house, trying to hide it, shoving it through my toy yeah. box. They see it in my hands a lot, so they get it in their heads that I love Freddy yep. Krueger. Uh, Christmas yeah. that year, I got the Nightmare on Elm Street video game for Nintendo. I think it took me five years to take it out of the box. <laughs> uh, the upcoming interview is a man who needs uh, very minimal introduction. The Freddy Krueger of Utica. The Freddy Krueger of Utica. Uh, you may have known him uh, from his time on the Bill Keeler Show. You might have known him from Talk of the Town. He has been gracious enough to join us here and uh, give us some of his time and share some of his stories. Uh, I had a nice conversation with Mark Piersma, and this is it for you, uh, presented as it was recorded. So, enjoy. here who I knew in the past or I'm somewhat familiar yeah. with. Uh, but I'm always intrigued by people who I've only met sort of on the periphery. And yeah. you, Mark Piersma, <laughs> are one of these people. I knew you primarily as a Twitter personality when yep. I was living yep. in New York. Um, but it's it's very nice to have you in the studio. I'm glad you decided to come in, man. Well, I'm really excited. Like, listen, it's great to be here. I want to thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, 
I just think this is a great idea, what you guys are doing here. And uh, it's not traditional. And I think that's the way the, you know, the way the thing goes. And it's fun. Isn't it funny how, like, you follow people on Twitter? Yeah. And you kind of get, the you know, to, uh, the, the general idea of who they are and what they are or well, something like that. Twitter is funny. I don't, I'm not a huge Have you ever ran media. into somebody, though, on social media that likes your stuff all the time and you have no idea yes. who they are? And then yeah, yeah. you, like, see them. And you're like, okay, I see that person. It's a weirdo. But it would be like a weird exchange. So you're like, oh. Uh, uh, I got to be honest. Everyone who's approached the show since we've been on yeah. the air has been overly friendly and overly helpful. But I've had moments when I was playing in bands yeah. when we were using Twitter. And when you're in a band, it's a little bit of a different crowd. People come <laughs> to see you. Yeah, you like, get uh, it. They're a little more obsessive. I don't get too many obsessive podcast listeners. It's not the same kind of forum necessarily. Uh, no, but I'm glad you, you appreciate No, it's yeah. great. I'm glad you appreciate it because... Uh, I really got into it in New York City, and yeah. podcasting in New York City is a huge thing because there's so much mass transit. Oh yeah, people always on their headphones. For is it is it a big thing in New York City? Because like I, I've been doing this for I've been in local media for since I was a senior in high school, going mm-hmm. on 15, 16 years yeah. now, and it's been funny to see how the industry has evolved. So I was on the tail end, you know what I'm saying, yeah. of the traditional like morning show radio, yeah, personality driven all day long, and. We tried to do a podcast uh, when we. I'm probably getting ahead of myself. No, no, history. It's... And it seemed like it was a great idea, and we got a lot of hits and like a lot of daily listeners. But it was hard to like measure how it is now because yeah, there's it's... so many different. And back like when it's we were doing hard. it, it was only it's still hard. Like it was podcasts were just yeah. getting up. You know, they were kind right. of being everybody was doing podcasts, and then like you know. Everything you know, exploded with these different apps and like Periscope and all that stuff. Now, not to pull the the curtain too back yeah. too far on how it works, but um, you know, even for us, I don't always exactly know how many people yeah. exactly hear the show every week. SoundCloud right. gives me a general number, right? But if someone plays the episode three times, like yeah. if someone listens to it and then listens to it again later, that counts as three plays. Oh. Do we really get three hundred people listening, right. yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. was it two hundred people who listened to it yeah. twice or whatever? And iTunes is notoriously. Uh, notoriously tight-lipped about what they'll give you. Yeah. So the only way we knew that people were starting to listen was through Twitter. So, yeah, yeah, social media, yeah, right? Yeah, social yeah. media. We get, people started yeah. reaching out more and more. That was how I started. And I was like, okay, it's cool. maybe people are, are actually yeah. getting in. But let's get back to All you. Right, sorry. Um, did, where you. did you... Uh, I knew you initially because you were on the Keeler show, but where did you mm. start before that? Did you go to no. college for... Uh, well, it's funny because in high school they offered a... Like, I didn't like school. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Oriskany. Oriskany, okay. And yeah. um, it was like, I, you know, I'm not, I was a three-star, you know, or a three-sport athlete. Nice. You know, I was kind of more of the jock and, you know, all that stuff. What uh, what were your sports? Uh, basketball, football, and track was kind of an afterthought. I ran track a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I used to be quite the gazelle. So, <laughs> you know, and being a young kid, you know, you know, you don't really think about your future but for school. So... I was always, you know, senior year came up and BOCES offers a course. It's called, you know, the New Visions Program of Excellence. Mm-hmm. And it's like a half day. You're on locations at a different internship in your, you know, any given field uh, half a day. And then you go back to your, you know, school for the you know, right. second half. So I did it for communications. Did a bunch of internships at like, you know, the Clinton Courier, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great paper yep. out in Clinton. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, PR and this and this. And I ended up at Rock 107 uh, with the Keeler in the Morning Show. Yeah. Now, were you guys, uh, I remember, I was on the Keeler Show once a long, long, long time ago when I was playing in the band. Were you guys in the studio that was on Genesee Street? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, my history with uh, with the Keeler Show, which everybody still, you know, associates with. Oh, yeah. So, I started off as a high school senior there on Rock 107. I did an internship with those guys. And this was like in the in the peak, kind of, I want to, I hate to say it, but it was a downward trend of kind of like the crazy, zany, morning zoo, yeah. morning shows. I hate to say like... A Howard Stern type show, was well, Stern, a Howard Stern type yeah, show. But, Stern, you know? Stern but he molded, he molded the whole. He, I mean, he was, a, he, you know, I love Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. He changed the whole industry, and you know, the industry changed it to keep up with him. Of course. So it was kind of like, a, you know, I started out as the road guy. I was a young kid, eighteen. Uh, you know, I want, I knew I wanted to go in like entertainment and like communications sure. and radio and stuff like that. So I, you know, I went to Herkimer and I did an internship at Rock One Hundred Seven. I did more of the internship than I did school. I think my, my grade point average is like a point, a point zero three four. I got Z's on my classes. I got like Z's. And I was taking radio communications and I'm glad, but I was like living it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like I was in the studio 
And I was on the road. I had the station truck. I was, you know, I was featured on it. So it was, it was cool. And it was a great way to meet girls too at like parties. It's, it's so funny. I was in bands growing yeah. up. Like that was it. That was yep. how I got. But I basically taught myself. I went to MV to get a little arts degree, and I got right. to choose electives. Yeah. And they said, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna take music theory. Yeah. I'm already in a band. Yeah. This will come easy. Yeah. This I think a, I got like a C minus. It yeah. didn't. It did because not. you just don't. You, you know, you don't. Because you, if you were living it, why would you want to sit in the classroom and learn? And that's a big yeah. thing with radio too. Is like experience matters a lot more in it than. Uh, than like a degree, and you know your pay reflects that. Are you still um, are you still friendly with Bill? Bill um, Bill? not really. No, no, no. It, it's it and it's funny. And it's sad though because you know we uh, we did the radio, and I stuck around. I moved away for from the area for a little while. Yeah. And then you know he's like you know I'm doing a TV show. We talked for a second. I and I, yeah, and I hated like living where in Myrtle Beach. I lived in Myrtle Beach before. Oh, no. I was gonna ask you hated, Myrtle Beach. Huh? Hated it. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, I was young and I was like, yeah, I'll come back. And we did it. And, you know, I made like 50 bucks a week and we worked ungodly hours. Like we would shoot at it and then get it there. But it was cool. It was fun. You know, I was young. I didn't really have any responsibilities or anything like that. And it was just cool to do. So, you know, we worked for a long time together. And then we went from the TV show. Then we went to, you know, back on the radio and doing things like that. And. I always tell people that, you know, he was, without him, there wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Sure. Because you learned so much from the guy who was doing it 24 hours. for so long, yeah. I mean, he's an icon in the area. You either like him or you hate him. There's and no in between with Bill. And, and I knew that. And so we became really good friends. I don't know if he's still on the air currently. I yeah, don't. yeah. He's not. He was actually, we were actually, you know, it's funny because fast forward to four years ago, um, well, you know, I left his stage, his show and his production company because mm-hmm. we were doing TV commercials and stuff like that because I felt like I was at the glass, you know, the glass, glass ceiling yeah. with yep. where, where I could go. And yeah. my character, because, you know, when you're on the radio, you kind of do play characters. Of course. So my character was always like, you know, the goofy, you know, kind of stupid, kind of will do anything on a bat guy. Mm-hmm. And I was getting older, you know, I had a son. And yeah, it was like, you know, you know, it was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore, you know, because that's what people expect from you all the time and everything like that. And we started a news site too. Um, so, and I got really interested in the news and stuff like that. And I wanted to become more serious. So, and I, you know, we hit the limit with Bill, and I left to go to, uh, you know, start to talk to the town. And it, fast forward four years, you know, we were friendly, we we're fine, and then uh, he became a comp, you know, competition. We're going head to head now. Yeah. It was almost yeah. like, the, it was almost like the, you know, Jedi. It's like the masters now become this, or the students now yeah. become the masters. So, and people wanted to make like a big thing of that, like, oh, you guys must hate each other, and we didn't. But there, was, then there was an incident. Well, there is, you know, there there was an incident, but I don't really want to talk. That's about fine. It. No, like, no, I don't no. get into it. Like, we're because, not to get into that. So, but it's just like we've, you know, it's a shame, and we've grown apart, and that's one of my biggest regrets. Like, if if he called me up and said, you know, I want to sit down and talk, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. But mm-hmm. it's a shame too, because I get, I get what you mean, though. Like, a lot of people have reached out to us recently. Yeah, we've, we've dealt with. Uh, it was over dispatch recently and mm-hmm. KTV, mm-hmm. and all these people have been really uh, supportive and really nice. And part of me is like, do they not think of us as like some sort of competition? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that everyone's super supportive, and I always retweet their stuff because I'm right. I'm very pro uh, Utica stuff. Anyone who's doing yeah. good work in Utica, I like to promote it. But I wonder, I'm like, at some point in time, like people might not be as friendly to us if we, you know, I mean, in that way. I've thought about it occasionally. Well, paranoid and, and brain. And that's something that you do think about because you know, in local media, I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, you. People, you, you are told to be aware of that from management. Mm-hmm. Be like, who's this? Who are they connected to, or who are these guys? Is it somebody yeah. else's event? So, but I think what you guys are doing, and which is I'm really excited about, and I've followed yeah. you guys for a long time. Thank and, you, you know, since you guys it. started this, because it's such a different atmosphere. And I've done this. I've been in the media one way or another yeah. for 15 years in this market. And when we were doing the Killer Show back then on TV, and so, it was such a grind because. Yeah. Everybody was so down yeah. about the, you know, the the area and where yeah, it was going sure. and this and that. People are still talking about the air base closing mm-hmm. and so it's so refreshing. I think people are such on on board with the resurgence and yeah. the renaissance of that that's coming back in here. We say it off the air, and I think we've said it on the air a couple of times. I don't think well, one, podcasting wasn't really a thing like ten years like yeah. seven years ago when I was gone. Yeah. But if I had started this podcast seven years ago here when I was still living in Utica, I don't think it you would have. It, would, it wouldn't have worked, and that's why no, I think it's so it would cool never have worked. that we always talk about, you know, the brain drain and, you know, talented people leaving the area. 
But now you have, you know, talented people staying, but not only staying, but they're coming here. Oh, yeah. Or they moved away and they're coming back. And it's, you could, you just get a different vibe now what's going on. Uh, Mark, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Talk of the Town. And I have yeah. to admit, I've only heard you briefly on it. By the time I came back from Brooklyn, it was right around your last couple months yeah. in there. Yeah. When did you start with Talk of the Town? Do you remember? Five years ago now. Okay, maybe. So five years you've been on it. It was about, yeah, it was yeah. about five years ago. And it was on, well, it, it was a work in progress. And I saw the position opening. And we just got, I was with uh, Bill Keeler, and the, we're, we just got let go from a, uh, the last station pretty much in town. Yeah. That's how we looked at it at the mm-hmm. time. And we were doing, like, internet stuff, and I saw the position, and I said, you know what, I want to take a chance, I want to shoot for it, and that's how I got the job, trained up. I, and, you know, I was never a host. Sure. So being a host and a co-host is such a different world. Oh, no, it's a big It's difference. crazy. Yeah. So we, I started it, and it was all by myself for a little while. And the owners of the stations, they wanted to just say, you know, they gave me a shot. Roger, you know, Ken Grant Roger over at Roger Communications. Nothing bad to say about those guys. Yeah. Uh, and they gave me a shot. You know, I was, I mean, young guy. Mm-hmm. It, it was, and there was a lot of doubt from the community and from, you know, people in general. Like, oh, you're getting yeah. Piers on his own show. It's going to be a news talk show. Mm-hmm. This is a kid that gets, you know, went through a, you know, car wash strapped down in the back or, you yeah, know, yeah. went to dog yeah. tag or an electric dog collar. So there was a lot of doubt in it was rough because it was just me, like, yeah. by myself for, like, three hours. Well, one of the things I, I had always heard about you on the show is that you hit a lot of politics. Yeah. Which is, which is something I personally have always steered clear of yeah. in terms of my, when I do my shows, because I don't always feel like I have well, a Well, you, you know what? And, and, but the thing is, and I, you know, I'm 33. Yeah. I'm a relatively young guy for, you know, being, doing, doing, doing what I was yeah. doing. You, you know, you don't see a lot of young people doing a news talk show like that you know, in whatever market. So it was, you know, and being in the media and doing talk radio or TV for so long, people, you, you learn to know what people want from their personality, like to get people to buy into you. Cause that's what you're doing. You have to really just be open and be honest and not bullshit. You know, the black better term. Don't bullshit people. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And people are so sick of around here, especially being just spoon fed, Everything, everything's great. Everything, everything's not great, and things weren't great. And there's places that had to be looked at. It's here's the thing we we've talked about it uh, many times off the air. Um, uh, the nano, the nano announcement, yeah. right? Okay, I don't know a whole bunch about nanos specifically. Right. But the thing that I, I get worried about is that people hear this nano announcement and they think this is the finish line, and that's the problem, right? And you know, and it's not up to up to the point where I was let go from the station, no longer on the host of the show. I was very critical of, you know, we, we're, we're getting this because, it, it, you know, around here we've been promised so much, so many times, and it'd just be like, gone. Right, Not, never materialized. So it's this 80s, nano. 90s. But if you're, if you're skeptical about nano, it doesn't mean you think nano's going to come. They've built a freaking huge complex up yeah. there. It's coming. Yeah. But what's the details? When's it going to come? Where's it going to come? How's it going to come? Those were what we yeah. weren't getting, so... I think the important aspect is not that this nano thing is is coming. Yeah, it's that we have an opportunity now right. with this coming to yeah. develop more and, stuff and, and not to take that and opportunity. not for for you know hate to use the you know saying don't Say put it. all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah. It's time to exactly to a very good say point. that's a great starting point, but what else needs to be here to support that, and how can not only local government but local residents help support the local aspects of the nano because. If, when you look at the deal, the deal that the governor has put in place in his, his policies is mm-hmm. they're not going to be paying taxes for 10 years. Yeah. Not only the property taxes, but income taxes. Like your employee, if you get involved with Nano mm-hmm. and your employee, you're not going to have to pay you know, income tax yeah. for 10, 10 years. And that's a, that's big, a big chunk. Yeah. So when people talk about the casino and the United Indian Nation not paying their quote unquote fair share, mm-hmm. then you have to look at the Nano Center too and say, well, are they paying their fair share? So it's time for the area not to say, yes, Nano's coming. It's time for the area to say, yes, Nano's coming, but let's see, you know, what we can do to capitalize on it. There's a, there's a bad mentality sometimes that when people talk about counterpoints, yeah, it's always looked at, like, why are mm-hmm. you being negative? But well, it's also important 
to look at a full issue. Like we yeah. talk a lot about positivity on the show, and we are very positive yeah. about things. But it's also important to look at counterpoints right. and know the whole argument. And I don't think a lot of people buy into that side as well. Well, I, you know, I think the problem with the Utica area historically, mm-hmm. and I'm talking, you know, within the last five years, four years, yeah. five years, is that if you had any sort of success or you opened a business or you did this, you would get trashed. And that's, you talk to anybody that's been around here covering this stuff, you'd get trashed. But now people are starting to say, you know, and, you know, it's long, young leaders coming in. And it's, it's projects like you guys and made you, everything that's coming together is like, well, yeah, we don't have to trash. Let's lift each other up. But on the other side, and I think this is what we did on Talk of the Town is mm-hmm. still look at the dirty underside of things. Of course. And just keep an eye, because if you don't keep an eye on things, that's if you don't ask questions, yeah. that's where people lose sight of the, the bigger picture and how people could slip in, quite frankly, and take advantage of, of, of things. Mark, now that you are uh, done at talking to town, mm. I don't know if you know what's coming next or what you want to do next, but uh, I'll ask you this way. If you had total autonomy, total autonomy, total autonomy right. to do what you'd like to do <laughs> next, right. what would you most like to do if you could just do anything you'd like at this point in time? Wow, that's, that's, that's a big tough question. question. I know. What would I do? We asked the tough question. I've been thinking, you know, and I've had a month off to think about this, is I would love, absolutely love to get back in the news game. Sure. But I, you know, overall in the grand schemes of things, I just want to be able to be in a position to make the area better. And you know, I'm you know born and raised in Central New York. I got my family. I got a huge family with deep local roots. I just want to make this place a better, better place to live. No matter what, it's if we're on a radio, whether it's on you know in the newsroom or on TV. And quite frankly, you know. I'm excited about what the future is coming up because right now I'm kind of in limbo and a holding pattern, but I know if some things fall through that I could uh, create something that you know I'll be proud of. Well, you're, you always have free reign to come on and talk with us. <laughs> I appreciate your candor. Um, Mark Piersma. Yeah. Well, Excellent. listen, it was a pleasure. I'm, no. I'm really looking forward. I think you guys are doing a great thing. Thank you, man. Thank and you. I'm super excited about the possibilities that you guys that could come with working with a group like you because I've got a lot of ideas on some things that I think we could do that fall in line and you know, with the, I know we're wrapping up here I know oh, yeah. I wrap no. up when I hear no, a wrap up right. but what really got you know when I've been and I've been thinking about this for two years sure is how to pull all these great groups that are focusing so much on local things together on, on you know and really highlight them and uh, I'm excited to hopefully I've got some ideas, and hopefully we'll have a couple of UCs after this. Oh, yeah. To talk about some ideas. This that Black Forest is running low. I so. think you better stock up on it. I'm working <laughs> it. Uh, Mark. So, yeah. So, I, I'm just really excited about what you guys are doing and the whole feel that you guys are bringing to the scene and, and creating you, all stuff. Thank it's you. really exciting. It's uh, the, joy of, yeah. the joy of having, as like I said, total yeah. autonomy on the product. That's nice. Mark, I appreciate you. We're going to hear more from you hopefully yeah. soon. Thank Absolutely, you so much, man. my friend. It I is a pleasure. It. We'll be right back with Aaron and Kevin with our wrap-up. segment in a while because I haven't had a reason to feel this way. Which segment? Uh, how I know I'm getting old. Oh. Okay. Uh, so and all the people who came to listen from the news and the TV, this is the part where you can turn it off. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, so this, um, I know I'm getting old because the MTV VMAs were last night. Okay. No, really? I didn't know. See? I guess exactly. I'm getting old too, wow. T- didn't know, had no idea it was on, didn't know any of the acts once I read about it today. The only thing I took from this entire story about the VMAs is that Kanye apparently showed up at the end, rambled for a long time, and announced he's running for president in 2020. You want to know something something really interesting about this? I didn't know they were on last night either. And I got a text from a friend who was like, hey, are you going to live tweet the VMAs? And I'm like... Uh, what? I remember doing that a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. Tons of people will be on Twitter exactly. talking about it. Exactly. And I was like, because I sometimes I live tweet the yeah. the Golden Globes or the Oscars. And the thing and is, I don't have cable anymore, so they're not on. And I was like, cord. that's tonight? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh. 
I didn't even bother to turn it on. I watched, like, baseball. All no. I'm saying, if Kanye is going to run for president and his slogan for his campaign isn't Jesus take the wheel 2020, <laughs> then he's absolutely throwing away his time and he just, needs yeah. to call me to run his campaign. Just tons of giant banners that just say Yeezy season. Just like the, <laughs> like the, the, like the most... I think he would Jesus I, take the wheel He'd defeat Donald Trump In general I would oh, love I would, I would sign up For the Donald Trump Versus Kanye West Presidential election. I would think that would Very be, seriously What expatriating Someone yeah. in the world Like Canada needs Someone would it be As worse? much as I love Kanye as Would it be worse Than Kanye It would be worse but, Right know. I don't know if it would be worse with Kanye oh, than Trump. That's a hard is, call. I he can't turned even a, believe you know what, into a housewife. I so. can't believe this is a semi-real conversation in 2015. It's not that It's not really a real thing. Oh. They're just in a boring season where everything's coming oh, up so man. they can talk about everything. Uh, Kanye should just produce more songs and another album. I can go for that. I don't run for president, album. Kanye. Just give me another album because the last one was dope. And all the ones so before good. that were also dope. Album. They all were. They were all Every good. Every single one of them. Um... So, Aaron, are we going to talk about the VMAs at all? Do you want to talk about it? Because I didn't watch it. I didn't no, see it. I, so. Well, I just have a couple of quick Let's short takes from it because I didn't, I didn't watch it. VMA news with new shoes. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? I didn't watch it. So all of my news today from the VMAs are like stuff I gathered from Twitter. Yep. Which I think is a pretty solid you know, way to talk about the VMAs. I, true, I, was, I was actually just thinking about that because nowadays, even if you don't watch the VMAs, anything that's really wild that happens, I'm going to hear about it on Twitter, on the internet at large, like whatever it is. And the only thing I want to talk about is the fact that um, What's-Her-Face, that crazy one, Miley Cyrus. Oh, Yo, your girl. You like that? I'm like, What's-Her-Face? <laughs> that how crazy you know, one. How you know you're getting old, speaking of that. Um, she's not exactly like... I'm so she's so not she's so annoying. Like I don't even have a positive thing to say about her. She wore no clothes for the majority of the thing. That sounds awful. Were you surprised though? No, of course not. She's like known for not wearing clothes. She talked a lot about drugs or whatever. I mean, like that's what I what I garnered from my live Twitter feed was that she talked about drugs. She didn't wear a lot of clothes and she stuck her tongue out, which is pretty much the classic Miley. The classic Miley. So. What Whatever. is the VMA? What is the VMA awarding you for? Having music videos, like the best music video, is that the point of the competition? That, I think that's what it used to be way back then. Yeah. Now it's really, I think people just buy spots. It's a big advertising and marketing show. It's kinda. like seven hours let's, of nothing. Uh, let's yeah. move on to something a little more uh, intellectual. How about that? Okay, about I'm in. All right. About it. So uh, the Oxford English Dictionary uh, added some new words. Really, this and is where we went. Yep. They did a whole and bunch. society. We went it to sounds smarter. intellectual until you hear the word. Society's yeah, doomed. Saying. We're doomed, guys. Yeah. I got three of them that I heard today that I thought were the most interesting. One, let me throw this one out at you, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a real word, folks. Awesome sauce. Oh, real word. word. They're just words put together. It's like, word put it's together. Like a compound word. Uh, this means extremely good or excellent. I've never so heard... So it means awesome. Awesome. So it means something's awesome. I've never heard awesome sauce used in any context besides, like, my 10-year-old niece or that one Chris Pratt episode of Parks and Rec where he says it to April. Yeah. That's it. Those are the only two times. That does not quantify as an English language word That's in a really dictionary. That's really dumb. That's so, super dumb. So we don't it's like awesome sauce. It's not going to get better. That's so dumb. Honestly, I'm so disappointed because it's so dumb. It's just dumb. All right, so Did we're we not... Did say in, dumb again? It's dumb. We're not on awesome <laughs> sauce. Here's one for you. How about this one, Aaron? Hangry. Oh, I'm hangry all the time. <laughs> but do you think it deserves the no, word? It's do you a, think it should be in the dictionary? It's vernacular. It's slang. It's hangry. dumb slang that's going to last for 16 months. And then someone's going to... Well, here's the thing. I saw that, that they went and they asked like college professors what the, if they knew what these words meant, or some of these words, I guess, and they were like, nope. You can figure out hangry. Here's the thing. Hangry, hangry is, is your, a great word, Hangry is your hungry and angry. Yes. But that's, that, that's, that's, not, right. that's not I'm hangry. That's I'm just hungry and angry. I'm a, combo. I'm a combo word. Oh. Bad-tempered or irritable due to hunger is the actual definition. I'm hangry. So we don't, so we don't like hangry. I'm always hangry. So we don't like hangry. As, no, these I don't, are all dumb. I don't hate hangry as much as I hate awesome sauce, mm. but it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's the last one. This one's interesting. Butt dial with a hyphen. Butt dial. Are you ex- serious? Yeah, to accidentally yeah. dial a person by sitting on your phone. Butt that's dial. A, that's also a term. I mean, it's not a word. It's not something that we have to put in the... T- the don't. dictionary is supposed to have definitions of words, not defini- not definitions of groupings of words and phrases. And phrases that are popular today. That just seems so... Honestly, that really it really takes the Oxford English Dictionary and sort of like... Makes it look stupid because uh, it, it just makes it look dumb. I hope you didn't save the Oxford Dictionary for over under at the end of the show. I did not. It's you under. already know how we feel. We hate, it's over. We hate it. All right, let's. Well, since you're bringing it up, why don't we just go to over under? See, we're getting toward uh, over we're getting toward and the, under. That was, ooh, that was pretty. 
Thanks, I know. Very good. <laughs> I'm doing all the promo. All right, a couple over-unders here for you today. Let's start off with this one. I think uh, we have good ones and, today. And this one has... Is this it one, hangry? It's not hangry. <laughs> this one has a little backstory. I ran into a good friend of the pot and my Boilermaker running partner, Kate Riley, this week. Catherine Riley! Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've discussed how we had not gone running yet. And I said, hey, let's go running this week no. before it gets too crummy out. And she said, we can always go to the gym and run. So my question for you guys is, overrated, underrated, going to the gym to work out. Can I tell you the one thing I like about the gym? Yes. And that is literally one thing. Yes. I don't really work out a whole lot, obviously. But um, when I do go to the gym, I like the fact that it's temperature controlled. Is that a ridiculous thing to say? There's like a fan that, if I pick the right treadmill, there's a fan that's directly on me. I get angry, not so much hangry, but like, I get probably, (laughs) by the end of my workout, I'm pretty hangry. But like, I just do light stuff. I'm not like a hardcore, I'm not lifting things and putting them down, but I like the idea that I can go there, it's predictable, I know where my fan is, I know where my thing is, I'm good, it's the same temperature, I'm happy. My my biggest thing, and I don't I certainly don't profess to spend all that much time in the gym, but my biggest thing, my <laughs> biggest issue with like, you know, gyms and things like that is because maybe because it's a small area, whatever it is, there's only so many gyms. The thing that I hate is like if I ever get it up to go out and like really work out and go to the gym, like I'm gonna exercise and go nuts and really go training or whatever the problem when you go to the gym is you see so many people you know and you're like you've got to talk to people and this and that like i would rather go work out in the woods where nobody's anywhere because you go there and they're like yeah i just went and ran you know 10 minutes on the treadmill i feel like i'm gonna go into cardiac arrest if i have to go to the hospital oh and now i've got to talk to mrs so-and-so about you know this and that and the other thing and make small talk you know what my favorite people you know what my favorite move is there is i put my earbuds in even though if they're not if yep. they're not on smart and i just like give them one of these like a high hot wave that's the way to go hey and then i just so we both house. think that you all think the gym is overrated then i mean the gym is kind of overrated but i don't mind it the, the gym is kind of underrated. The gym I makes don't know. it's just predictable. Gym makes me massively angry. Makes me mangry. If we're making up words out here, for, ooh, yeah, mangry. I'm very mangry. Is I'm that so- massively angry? Angry at men or angry about being a man? All, okay. all of which. Wow. Right. No, I'll tell you what, here's my right. problem. My problem with the gym is uh, is just the simple fact that I hate working out in front of other people That's because harsh. I am not like. Well, look at me. I'm not going to be out there lifting weights. Want to do some squats? No. Here's what I'm going to do at the gym. I'm going to run, right? All I've ever done my entire life is run. I don't want to go run on a treadmill. I don't want to run in front of other people. I want to run in nature, away from all the people who can see me Makes sweating. sense. I feel like we get boring to be on a treadmill. This it is You're boring. running through nature, running on trails. You have stuff to look at to take your mind off the fact that your life is coming to the point where you're running. I don't need to show off my working to people. Go work out at your house, people. No one cares. Okay. What's all next? Right. Bob Dylan. Overrated. Oh. Or I wish I wish the people listening to the podcast could Bob watch Aaron's cheeks go red and eyes light up like diamonds right now. I love Bo <laughs> Tell me why Bob Dylan's not overrated. Okay, first off, Bob Dylan is the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to music. Wow. One. Secondly, I've seen him in concert not once but twice, and it was a magical mess, and I loved every second of it. I couldn't understand a single <laughs> thing he was saying. I didn't even recognize the songs, but it was amazing. Okay, Bob D- Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. Come on, it's Bob Dylan. Overrated. Oh, Bob Dylan's the greatest. Here's the thing. I love Bob, uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is great, and the contributions oh. he made, he's had such an imprint, this and that. And now he's a creepy old man, and I love him even more. To me, Bob, like, a ton of Bob Dylan just doesn't really hold up for me. Like, I'm not going to put on 15 Bob Dylan songs in a row while I'm driving in my car, I like, am. cleaning my house, or walking around doing whatever. It's just... He's not bad. He's fine. Just not my cup of tea. And that's okay. When the podcast I, is off, I'll do my Bob Dylan impression. That's pretty oh, good. Um, I actually don't have a problem with Bob Dylan. My problem with Bob Dylan is more a problem with the person. I, I got into Bob Dylan because a girl got me into Bob Dylan. And now I always relate Bob Dylan to that girl. So it's like, well, now it's just like this. Well, now guy. start relating I Bob was, Dylan to me. I was thinking about saying it. I wasn't going to. But there's a funny story that I have about Bob Dylan involves both of my co-hosts in the podcast here. Oh. I remember the first time I ever heard the name Aaron Higgins was when Sam had met a young Aaron Higgins, and he thought that she was cute, and he was going to hang out with her. She's very cute. He's like, she's such a babe. She's kind of a hippie. She wears cowboy boots with dresses, and she loves Bob Dylan. And I remember him forcing himself to listen to Bob Dylan to come up with the right Bob Dylan songs to put on the mix CD that was going to be in his car on their date. It was a romantic. And I didn't want to do it, but it was such an organic opportunity I had to. That was a great decision. (laughs) First off, I want to point out that, A, I did wear a cowboy boots with a dress, and it was way before other people started doing it. Well, that's why it was a big deal. It was like 2005, and it was like, dude, 
cowboy boots and a dress. Never <laughs> even seen a thing like this. This girl yeah. right. messed up my whole world. Blowing up your mind. You did it, guys. Okay. Underrated. Bob Dylan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, nice. nice work, guys. Bo All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, Triple Crown winner American Pharaoh is going to be coming to Saratoga. No, came to Saratoga. Came to Saratoga. Came yeah, to yeah. Saratoga uh, and lost. Overrated or underrated? Horse racing in general. It makes me very sad. It's, Doesn't make you sad. It makes me sad too. Makes a me bit. sad. I feel like I have no opinion. I've never really been or seen it. It's probably neat. Like the the racetrack at Saratoga is really nice. Vernon Downs is really nice. Vernon Downs like, is great. Whatever. It's fun to bet, but it's fun to bet on anything. I can bet on other stuff besides horses. Bet on any other. Sport. I hate betting. They I, ran. I hate he I like ran. It, it was Travers. I like to bet on horses. Oh. He ran at Travers. It was the Travers race um, at Saratoga on Saturday, and I had an awesome joke about it, but it was not very Utica friendly. But so I didn't say it during the yeah. thing. But it was about how American Pharaoh was a triple crown winner, like clearly the best horse since horses were not glue or whatever. And he lost at Travers to this other horse named something. And clearly I watched it all. And my joke was that even even when you come upstate, like your dreams will die. Like that was the joke. Like like even in horses, coming upstate will kill your dreams. But like that's not true. My dreams are being made right here. But the point is, I don't care about them. <laughs> one more. This I'm not is, sure what we're talking about anymore. I'm just so tired. This is controversial, okay? It's the last one. We're going to close out the show with it. Knock it out. Overrated, underrated. Tattoos. I, would, I mean, whatever they mean to you. If you want to get tattoos, get them. If not, cool. I've turned the corner now where I've taken... I've had... I have a lot of tattoos. I feel like a lot of people's tattoos look the same right now. Like, yeah. if I see one more girl yeah. with a chest piece yep. that's a heart with a lock on it, what uh, you know what I mean? Like, what are we going to... This is really what And it's cool if you want to get it, man. Good for you, but sparrows. holy hell. Hold the banner. If you designed a tattoo for yourself or you have something that means something to you, tattoos are underrated. Exactly. If you walked into a tattoo shop and said, I'll take all of this... And just put it on my arm take, and chest. I'll take the sparrow, the birdcage, the Buddha face, the, the sugar Japanese skull. cherry blossom, the sugar skull. Anchors. And a tribal band. You know what I mean? Not even star. I'm like, come on. Um, a I'm not into it. Band thing. I've turned the corner, guys. I'm sorry. I, I like tattoos, but I need people to start being more uh, involved in their design and not just staring at pre-made designs. It's my epidemic that needs to end. Guys, uh, it's been a good week. Uh, thank you to... We were really popular this week. I'd like to just say something really quickly. Thanks to yes. um, uh, Rachel Murphy. Yep. Who at WKTV. At WKTV and... Um, Phil Vano at the OD. Phil Vano at the OD. Phil Vano. For being so incredibly kind to us. And everybody who reached out. A lot of people said a lot of nice stuff on Twitter and yeah. Facebook. A lot of shares. We feel the love. We it's definitely feel the love. Nice to have the support. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. All right, uh, good show, this guy. Good show, we back. Good show, guys. Until I screwed up the end. Thanks for being here, and I love you so much. I'm very proud of you, still. Thanks, Sam. I'm proud of you too. You put Bob Dylan on our next. I do. Love next.